Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Week two of the fantasy football season is almost in the books with one game to go tonight. But what a wild finish it was last night between Atlanta and Philadelphia. And perhaps the biggest injury week for quarterbacks that we've seen in a decade. Fantasy Sports Today, this Monday edition starts now. Fantasy Sports Today. And welcome in. This is Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish along with Joe Pizzapia. Of course, we have Sean Guastamacchia producing this show. Of course, you can follow us on Twitter at Craig Mish, at Joe Pizzapia 17 You can catch Joe, uh, of course, on the weekends over at the FanDuel Sportsbook on Zumo TV. Caught some of that broadcast over the weekend. And Joe, it's uh, week two. In terms of endings of games, truly lived up to the billing. I know uh, not a lot of exciting in-game, first quarter, second quarter, but man, some wacky and wild finishes, and especially last night, which is going to affect fantasy in a big way. You thought you were going into games last night either losing or winning, and boy, that turned around pretty quick. Yeah, a lot of crazy finishes to a game, a lot of crazy injuries too, which... Uh, man, I don't know if the quarterback position could take another injury. Can we please just slow down with all of that? But you're right. I feel like all these teams, you know, they still come out of the gate a little flat for the most part. I mean, even kind of that first quarter for the Patriots was kind of like Hammond and Hall, and everyone's like, oh, God, don't know what's going to happen. Of course, then after things kind of change. But I feel like this is what happens because of the way preseason structured, because these guys aren't really playing in the preseason in these games. It's all just practice, all just stuff that – it's just a waste of time, and the football really doesn't start to ramp up here until we get to the end of September. But certainly the night game gave us a lot of drama, certainly a few other games too, some good upsets there. And I think now after week two, we can settle in and say, okay, we've got a better idea what the identity of some of these teams are and maybe some teams that we thought might be good, eh, maybe not as good as we thought. Yeah, two weeks in, it's kind of tough. I think we're getting close, though. You know, next week, we're, we're, we're this week, actually, we're going to really start to get a better beat on things. No no question about that. And you're right. Uh, a lot of the games started off slow. I remember watching the Dallas-Washington game, and that total, I thought, was kind of high. And after a quarter, I'm thinking nothing, nothing. Oh, yeah, I was right about that. Oh, yeah, not so much. 52 points scored in the second, third, and fourth quarter in that game. But uh, last night, Joe, uh, before we get to the – the uh, the quarterback situation. I mean, Julio Jones is making up for all those years of of fantasy owners bitching about all the yards and no touchdowns. My gosh, <laughs> two more touchdowns for him last night and five catches, 106 yards on a fourth down play. 
Matt Ryan, who didn't have a great game, just basically looks to the left, finds Julio Jones. He runs all the way for a touchdown. And with two minutes to go in the game, there's so many owners out there either with Julio or playing against Julio. Wow. I mean, like that's that's like the equivalent of a Monday night game when that sort of thing happens. But uh, Julio Jones back to emerging uh, Joe as a guy who wasn't taken as the first wide receiver overall in fantasy, but he's certainly grading out as the number one guy right now. Well, look, uh, to me, Julio was in that conversation always. I'll still take DeAndre Hopkins last. uh, This was Sunday, I should say yesterday was a pretty tough matchup for him there. Him and Ramsey were getting into it, obviously. But Julio is that elite talent. I mean, let's not pretend like he's not. Uh, I felt very comfortable with Julio as either number three or number four overall, depending on what format you're playing in. And that's a special thing about Julio. He is one of these guys What he just touches the football that one time and can make something incredible happen. And we saw that uh, at the end of the game there on that fourth and three. And then there he goes. He just gets loose. And the thing I don't get from a defensive standpoint, and it's the second week in a row where I'm going to take the Eagles to task. What are you doing? It's it's you know, you have a certain idea that, OK, there's certain players we have to make sure that in this situation we don't let get loose. And they had it happen to them in Washington yesterday, uh, last week. And then yesterday they had it happen to him again. In Atlanta, like you got to make sure that you have Julio contained in some way. You can't let that happen. Let Calvin Ridley beat you. Make this guy beat you. Make Hooper beat you. That's fine. But don't let Julio Jones beat you. Yeah, well, I mean, look, from the Eagles point of view, Joe, they had a fourth and 15 on their own 40 and threw a 50 yard bomb with three guys running around Nelson Aguilar. He caught it. And that's how Philly took the lead. It was just an embarrassment from both teams. Honestly, yesterday, defensively, it was bad. And I know that you mentioned the Eagles uh, secondary last week. That's that's going to be an issue for them going forward for sure. They're going to have to score a lot of points to win in that game in every game Uh, running backs. Joe, uh, we are really, I mean, going away from a lot of these guys getting carries. Now, I know it's 30 carries in a game is kind of passe now it's like the complete game I guess in Major League Baseball but not a single running back in fantasy on Thursday or Sunday got even 24 carries in a game and I don't know where the bell cows have gone Joe but I suppose that that they're taking a cue from Gordon and taking a cue from Lev Bell and all the guys handing out giving these running backs less work to keep them healthy man it's going to be hard all season to find a guy to get 30 30 carries 100 yards where'd that go it's gone Sounds like that song from the 90s, right? Where have all the bell cows gone? Yeah, it's it's uh, it's I think part of it is you're seeing a lot of youth at the running back position, too. And the other part of it, teams understand that they want to keep guys healthy. It's a longer season. And I think third, it's just a matter of teams see running back by committee and showing different looks to teams as something that makes them a little bit harder to defend against. So when you put all of those different aspects in at one time, I think in the early going, the first half of the years, especially you're going to see some limited carries. I think that's going to change as things go on. As Ezekiel Elliott ramps up as you know, Camara starts to ramp up in all these games. You're right. 30 is out of the question. It's not going to happen anymore. It's just those kind of running backs is a different era of football. You're not going to see that. But I do think these numbers will improve as the year goes on. The problem is you have to, I think, change your expectations. And this kind of goes back to in drafts why you have to be sure that you're doing everything you can to get the Dalvin Cooks, to get the Chubbs, to get the guys that you think are the CMCs, the guys that you think are going to handle the majority of the workload because the rest of those workloads on other teams is so 
varying week to week. And that is something that makes it very difficult as a fantasy owner to really feel comfortable about as you get into your matchups. But I do think it will improve, especially as this rookie class starts to come of age a little bit, I think, as the year progresses. Yeah, and um, that's it, it was the case yesterday for sure. I was shocked to see nobody with 25 carries. And then, of course, uh, the bigger story that we'll follow today, it does look like as the day goes on that um, that there'll be no Drew Brees and no Ben Roethlisberger in their games this week and arguably two of the top 12 quarterbacks in fantasy. I don't know what you make of this, but for me, this is this is like panic button, I think, across the board, especially for some of the big guys, Juju and Michael Thomas on uh, on these two teams. And even the running backs, maybe even more so with teams being able to focus on them. I think Pittsburgh and New Orleans are in trouble. Yeah, uh, this is both injuries where we're not good. When Drew Brees is going over the sideline and can't actually grip a football and you hear the early buzz coming out of he does not feel like this is a good situation. It's a serious injury. And then Roethlisberger was complaining of the elbow soreness all week. And then just no contact, just throwing the football. You clearly must have felt a pop. Something happened there. I think both of the fan bases of those teams and all the fantasy owners of those guys should be um, – looking right away for replacements because it does not look good. You're, it would take a miracle, I think, for either of these guys to come back in significant time from either of what at least it appears these injuries to be. And now we're talking about Breeze. We're talking about Roethlisberger. We're talking about Andrew Luck. Those are three QB1s, and then you lose Sam Darnold as another QB down the trough there, yeah. all in the same two-week span. I don't think I have ever seen that happen in recent years because of the rules around the quarterback and protecting the quarterback, Craig, this was, it was horrible news for super flex leagues or all across the board. That's not good. It's going to be a rough week this week for sure. You play in a super flex league, boy, you better really hit that wire. And we'll get into that a little bit later in the show. This is fantasy sports today. The opening drive is next year on FST. Joe Pizapia, Craig Mish. Don't go away. scammed into signing a timeshare contract? And did you miss the part that said you have to pay for your great idea? Not only for the rest of your life, but when you're not here anymore, you get to pass this turkey onto your family for them to pay for the rest of their lives. Thanks, Dad. Don't burden your family down the road, and don't be stuck with expensive timeshare payments forever. Get out of your bad idea, timeshare contract guaranteed, or pay nothing. Call Resort Release today and learn for free how their timeshare exit team can help you legally exit your timeshare contract. They've helped thousands of people and they're A-plus rated with a BBB. So if you feel scammed, get mad and get out of your expensive timeshare contract right now, guaranteed. Call N-O-W. 800-804-7060. 800-804-7060. 800 That's 800-804-7060. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. 
You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 Network today. We'll get them off your back. 800-961-3631 Then he pivots, fakes, chucks the big bomb halfway down the field to our hopefully still wide open tailback. I call it Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. Fantasy Sports Today presents First play from scrimmage The opening drive The first play of the game From the opening play And all the way for a touchdown It is the opening drive here on Fantasy Sports Today Craig Mish along with Joe Pizzapia here on the show We got full-time fantasy coming your way at two o'clock in less than two hours from now but as we always do on monday we take a look back at to what happened in fantasy some of the studs some of the duds and then of course we'll have some fun here a little bit later in the show looking at some of the other things that are going on in sports as well but for right now let's focus in on football joe let's focus in on first down and your team the new england patriots well yesterday they looked like the patriots and the dolphins looked like the dolphins it's very rare in this day and age in this day and age by the way in sports to have something play out basically exactly the way that everybody predicted. And that's pretty much what happened yesterday. Rare, a rare feat in sports to say, here's what's going to happen. The Patriots are going to win. They're going to win by a lot. The Dolphins are going to be real bad. And that's going to be the end of the story. And that's exactly what happened. I can't believe it. Yeah. And Antonio Brown got more involved than I think people would have thought. He got targeted a bunch. Uh, he could have had two touchdowns potentially. But yeah, they certainly did look that. And uh, not only did they look the part, but you look at the rest of the schedule now and how this shapes up. And barring any fluky injuries or things like that, they play a lot of games in this Northeast corridor in the first half of the season because they play the NFC East. And really, the only time they go on the road is as far as, I think, I think the Texans. I think that's the one big travel road game. Everything else for them is pretty much like just around the corner. I don't know, man. I know it was just the Dolphins, but I kind of look at this and I'm looking at this defense. And I did a little homework on the defense, too. Over the last three games, including the Super Bowl, they've outscored their opponents 89 to 6. And if you go back to the AFC Championship game, too, the two quarters of that game, that first half, they were scoreless there, too. And I know then basically they've given up four touchdowns, all four were to Patrick Mahomes over that span. They haven't given up a touchdown to any other quarterback over that span. That means golf, obviously, Roethlisberger, and then, of course, the atrocious uh, Dolphin situation. But right now, if the Patriots went 16-0, it would not shock me. If that defense is that good, and if the offense is added in a piece like Antonio Brown, and he can function like this already out of the gate with them, there's every reason to be terrified. I think you're every other team in the AFC, NFC. Forget it. I think you should be terrified right now. Yeah, the Patriots look amazing right now. And um, the look, competition aside, for sure, um, it's it's really fantastic the way that they've looked. And, and obviously, we'll find out more about Antonio Brown this week. That'll be a very, very important deal there if he is uh if he's playing or if he's suspended and certainly we'll we'll just have to or exempt we'll have to find out not something that we'll know today all right second down as we mentioned at the top hot waiver week for quarterbacks there's no question about that i think joe alluded to it you got ben roethlisberger and drew Brees going to be out this week in all likelihood i mean unless some miracle happens where there's some non-surgery but it seems like that's that's going to happen for both these guys and sam darnold potentially with mono although uh, he's not going to play tonight, Joe. There have been, uh, you know, a lot of conflicting reports. Some people saying he's going to be out a month, and all of a sudden, 
he's going to play this week. I'm not really sure what the answer is, but the bottom line is this. You already had Nick Foles go down. Darnold, Ben, and Breeze. You have Bridgewater. You have Mason Rudolph. Great in college. I mean, better than Landry Jones, who's brutal. Oh, yeah. Pittsburgh. But, man, like, I mean, you just savor those quarterbacks at this point. It may not be a bad idea, by the way, Joe, in leagues, if you have two good guys to, to even sell as high as you possibly can on any of them. Like, let's say you drafted Lamar Jackson and Matthew Stafford. Call the guy that had one of these guys and say, hey, look, you can, like, have Stafford for almost nothing. Um or, you know, maybe the way to go about it. I don't know. We'll see what happens this week, right? Yeah, I'm not super excited about Bridgewater. Uh, and if Bridgewater is the quarterback the rest of the year, I think you can kind of kiss the Saints goodbye this year. All those expectations, I think, go down the toilet. And it's not an indictment on Bridgewater. I just, I mean, you're downgrading from Drew Brees to Teddy Bridgewater in terms of what he can do in that offense. It's it's limited by comparison. Um, Mason Rudolph, I'm with you. I think that's a guy I kind of throw the fab on. Gardner Minshew, I think, did a, a yeoman's job going in there in a tough environment to the Texans and actually playing okay especially towards the end of that game he's he's spunky and he's a lot faster than people give him credit for man that guy can move a little bit and the suit was on point let me tell you man whoo he looked good coming down that rocking that red suit off the plane yeah, he's a popular guy he he's was very fun. popular in college he's too fun. he was yeah he's, he's, he's that never guy. he's uh, Minshew's never gonna be a QB1 ever in fantasy it's no gonna, but I'll happen. tell you what the guy that I'd be stashing right now in all those leagues if you haven't already is Daniel Jones because the Giants are 0-2 and no you're not gonna hang it all on Eli but the more the losses keep piling up early the more it just makes sense to say, okay, let's just turn the page on this season. Let's start to look at the future, and the future is going to be Daniel Jones. So I would go that route on the on the sneak right about now. If I were you, where all these other quarterback injuries are happening, maybe one of these guys is a Band-Aid, but I think Daniel Jones might be more of the long-term solution to some of these injuries. Yeah, in this uh, guillotine league that I'm playing in, as, as, as we've talked about or I've talked about, uh, I'm going to survive again this week. But again, surviving in a super flex league, Joe, at the beginning of the season, if you would have taken a look at all the teams, there's 16 teams in the league. So every team but one has two quarterbacks, right? And the worst team right. in the league for quarterbacks is the guy that has Keenum and Manning. That's my team. That, that's you. And, <laughs> and I'm doing fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got that great Keenum. That first Keenum week saved you. That really did. You, you know what? Keenum threw two more touchdowns yesterday. Hey, man, I'll, I'll tell you yeah. what. I'll, I'll give you the sob story the opposite in my my big cash Roto Football League where it's a two-quarterback league, 12 teams, two QBs starting. Uh, I had Andrew Luck and I had Ben Roethlisberger. No, you're so you're no, I'm not though. I'm not. You know why? Because it's IDP also, and it's a oh, roto okay. league. So I'm not done, and that's the beauty. Normally, you throw in the towel, but in this format, I'm like, all right, well, I'm still in the middle of the pack right now, and I'm number one in defensive stats because I know how to draft IDP. So all I got to do is just find somebody who actually can play the quarterback position, not even well, just play it. Yeah, I still got I, Josh Allen there. Too, I did so IDP I once, and I, I decided never do it again. But I understand. I, there's a lot of people who love it. It's, I'm just well. It's IDP it. Roto, so it's a little different. You're not looking for points. You're looking for sacks. You're looking for tackles. You're looking for that gotcha. kind of thing. It's it's cumulative. It's like baseball. Gotcha. Speaking of baseball, third down, Mike Trout ends the season. Joe, does he end the season with another MVP? He's going to miss the last two weeks of the year, which uh, sucks for people who are playing in head-to-head leagues. Which is why it's a horrible decision to play this thing out to the end. I'm in. Uh, the old show that was canceled of mine. Uh, I am in uh, our show league championship this week, and I was playing against Trout. The guy had to cut him, so I jumped up and down off that one. But that's a horrible way to go out for fantasy. But for reality, Joe, do you think he wins the MVP again? Certainly seems like it, right? Who's the competition? I don't know. And more to your point, uh, this is exactly why I actually end my league now. This is the first year I did it. I said this league's going to be over playoffs wrapped by September 1st. Because I know everybody out there is also super into football, and I know at the end of the year in September, teams start shutting guys down. Now, next year, it's not going to be an issue with all of the call-ups anymore. Right. That's going to be good. That's what's ruined it, and that was kind of the impetus for it already, which is why I said next year I'm not doing this. And then they changed that rule, and I said, all right, well, you know what? I'm going to keep it anyway, because when teams are out of it and guys start to get hurt, 
things just get shut down. Teams just start to turn off and things like that. I'd rather everybody just enjoy the end of the baseball season for the purity of the baseball season and not be panicked and worried about it because of all the mess that is September baseball right now. And I don't think it's going to get much better without the September Cobbs. I think it's going to be better, but I'd still rather all of those games be decided. Playoffs, championships, boom, September 1st, Labor Day. You could turn the page, just watch baseball and then get, you know, get into your football mode, which I think is what most people want to do right now. Yeah. I mean, look, there's a lot of people who don't play football, believe it or not. A lot of the, is. the hardcore people that, that have listened to me through the years always message me. You know, I, you know, I'm done. I'm, I don't play football. I just play baseball. But to your point, it is fair. Um, you know, for me, this is the final week of playing. So I could deal with that. But anybody who plays the last week of Major League Baseball in a fantasy league, it's the same thing as playing week 17. In fantasy right. Football. It's dumb. No, Equ- it's it. a very good analogy. Equally yeah. dumb. 100 percent. Can't do it. All right, uh, fourth down, Joe. A, a four-year-old fan is selling lemonade in Tallahassee to try and help buy out FSU quarterback or FSU head coach, excuse me, Willie Taggart. Uh, I mean, this is a little ambitious here, Joe. You, you, your kids uh, selling lemonade to, you know, get rid of coaches and things like that. Funny story, I thought to bring up. It's a very funny story. It reeks of the parent doing it. <laughs> you know, it does. It, sure. does. it does. I mean, it's a little publicity stunt or whatever it is. If I'll tell you what, if it's the kid, I kid's idea. I give the kid a ton of credit. Like if the if the kid's like, man, I hate that guy, whatever it is, and he's getting fired up about it, and the parent says a one off, well, why don't you do something about it? And this was the kid's idea. Then I give this little kid all the credit in the world. And I think it's great, and I hope everybody goes and buys a ton of lemonade, <laughs> and hopefully he'll get what he wants. But you know, it's it's. I feel like you know the parents influence these things. That's why I kind of roll my eyes at it, where they go, okay, the parents set this whole thing up, and ha ha, and it's gonna go viral on the internet. Yeah, but. This heart's in the right place. If it, the kid did it, then I'm very impressed. And I say, good for you. That's a future entrepreneur of America and maybe even a future head coach of FSU. Yep. Florida State having a really tough time this year. Can't beat anyone. And uh, beating Virginia late in that game, Virginia comes back to win. Yikes, by a yeah. touchdown. Uh, by the way, speaking of comeback to win, I watched that Arizona State fourth quarter. That was fun. That Against crazy Herm Edwards State. game. Yeah, yeah, the Michigan State, Arizona State. Two years in a row. Yeah, I know, just madness, man. Like, and I was, It's funny because I was watching the Alabama game, and then I flipped over, and I went, oh, like, this game is kind of, you know, all right, this is, this is obviously done. So I flip over, and it's right, I don't know, it's like eight minutes left in the fourth. And boy, was that an entertaining eight minutes going back and forth. All <laughs> right, let's take, let's take a quick timeout. We'll start recapping the games in fantasy football. We return on Fantasy Sports today next. Do you want two risk-free wagers up to $1,000? If so, go to pointsbet.com forward slash grid. Open yourself up a PointsBet sports wagering account. Enter the promo code grid and you'll get two risk-free bets of up to $1,000. In addition to traditional betting, PointsBet also offers its own betting concept where customers, they're rewarded by how much they win their bet. That's pointsbet.com forward slash grid. Enter the promo code grid and get your two risk-free bets of up to $1,000 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Put your money where your mouth is and take a shot by opening a sports wagering account with FanDuel, New Jersey's largest sports book. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid where you'll receive a free bet of up to $500. That's a free bet of up to $500 when you open a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com slash grid. Point spreads, game totals, props, parlays, and in-game wagering on college and pro sports, and you're in control. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid. Open your new account and claim your free wager of up to $500 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. 
Get in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook, where listeners of this network can get a risk-free bet up to $500. Here's how it works. First, create a DraftKings Sportsbook account, then make a deposit and place your first bet, and DraftKings will match it up to $500. Just go to sportsgrid.com slash DK to play. That's sportsgrid.com slash DK. Act quickly. This offer won't be around forever. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Let DailyRoto.com guide you to victory as you swing for the fences playing Daily Fantasy Baseball. Become the eighth Daily Roto lineup optimizer to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament or become part of the growing community who have won thousands of dollars. If you're playing MLB DFS and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Enter promo code FNTSY for a 10% discount. The 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package at DailyRoto.com. Use the promo code FNTSY and get your 10% discount today. Lose weight now. Go to Fat100.com. Lose that unwanted belly fat today and get free information at Fat100.com. Fit in the dress or pants or bathing suits you've always wanted to. Go to Fat100.com. Lose 10, 20, or more pounds immediately. Go to Fat100.com for free information on how you can lose weight, go to fat100.com. Fat100.com. That's fat100.com. Are you single? Everyone single is looking for the best date possible. Well, I found one website that can find you the best date, and it's called thebestdate100.com. Just go there and log in for your free trial and see if you can find your new and maybe last best date. Remember, you can find the best date of your life at thebestdate100.com. That's thebestdate100.com. One more time, thebestdate100.com. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. The Monday Replay. Rewind. The Monday Replay. Uh-oh. Sounds like somebody's got a case of the Mondays. And welcome back. This is Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish along with Joe Pizzapia. Now it's time for us to dive into some of the box scores in fantasy football and tell you what happened. Some of the results of that we will go game by game here. For those of you who are listening live, appreciate your participation. If you're listening on demand, again, we go game by game so you can fast forward or rewind anytime you want. We'll give you the rundown on each and every game, tell you who's hurt, who did well, who didn't perform. And then of course, coming up at two o'clock Eastern full-time fantasy has some of the results from the coaching press conferences as they start to tell us who's going to be in and who's going to be out for this week. And we know that Ben Roethlisberger, as we start off with the Seattle Seahawks and Pittsburgh Steelers, looks like for the first time, Ben is not invincible. He's gone to the locker room. He's come out. It looks like his leg is broken. He comes back and throws three or four touchdowns. There were some reports after the game yesterday, Joe, of players saying that they were aware of Roethlisberger's elbow bothering him in practice. So, Oof, the S word is an option in terms of surgery. We talked about Mason Rudolph taking over, but this would be a major blow to the entire offense. Now, the good news, and we really should focus on Seattle. Congratulations to them for winning because that's a huge win for them to go cross country. But the major takeaway for me, Joe, is it looked like the, the Seattle immediately just clamped down on James Conner. Juju got some of his. Vance McDonald obviously played great yesterday. I was happy to see that after the week that he had the week before, but... Uh, it will be interesting to see how this offensive uh, progression goes now with with rookie Mason Rudolph getting in there and getting playing time. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, Connor was a guy for me. I have zero shares of Connor, and it's not because I don't love the Pittsburgh offense. It's because I'm still in that skeptical range. I thought last year 
everything was so wide open for him because you have Antonio Brown and Juju. And I think when you took that other piece away and Antonio Brown and teams could focus on Juju, I was a little concerned how that freed up the rest of the defense. So for me, when I was looking at that, that was my concern level of Connor. And a lot of people didn't have that same concern. And so far, I feel like that concern has been very, very right. Um, I will say this. Uh, I was very wrong on Tyler Lockett. Huge game here. I was a little worried about him after last week and he was banged up in that game. So huge bounce back for Lockett. I'm actually optimistic that Mason Rudolph can actually play all right here. And I think that he can keep Juju's value. Okay. I don't know if it's going to be where you thought it might be. However, now you're in a spot where two years ago, you're playing without Le'Veon Bell. Then you finally, this past year, this year, you're heading into it without Antonio Brown. Now you have no Ben Roethlisberger too. This is an awful place for the Pittsburgh Steelers to be and a worse place for Mike Tomlin, because right now, if you're Mike Tomlin, I don't know. I don't know how you get everybody to rally around. I hope you have the greatest locker room ever now, because now you're missing one of the best running backs in football, one of the best wide receivers in football, and one of the top quarterbacks in football. And I don't know if you can still win football games with all that happening, no matter how good your defense is, Craig. I'd be terrified if I was a Steelers fan. As a fantasy fan, I think you're terrified of the Connor situation right now, too. Yeah, their season win total clearly in jeopardy now after this start to their season for sure. you got to be feeling really good betting the under on Pittsburgh if you went that route. I mean, they literally will have to... Uh, you know, win nine games from here on out to do that. They already have two losses. It seems almost impossible. Uh, Will Disley for Seattle scored two touchdowns yesterday, so he was the receiver or the tight end of choice. Uh, Carson, a little bit of a disappointing game because a key fumble, uh, you know, gave away a minus one if you lose points for that. And so he didn't grade out very well at all. Uh, we'll see how he does moving forward. Still getting a ton of volume. Penny uh, basically uh, vultured a touchdown from him yesterday, but Seattle wins 28 26. Pittsburgh obviously does not cover. And, uh, and Seattle picks up yet another win, 2-0 on the season. Uh, Vance McDonald, big game. Juju was okay, but as Joe mentioned, we'll have to see how this is moving forward. And again, at least Rudolph will have a full week of practice time, so that should bode better for the Steelers this week. Baltimore, Arizona, the Ravens win 23-16. to Baltimore was a very popular survivor pick this past week. If you didn't use them last week against Miami, they were 13.5-point favorites against the Cardinals. They did not cover but they did get enough offense to win, although it was a lot closer than people expected. Lamar Jackson, I said that he wouldn't get five touchdowns in his next two games combined. I'll probably be wrong there. He's arguably the number one player in all of fantasy football this year. 272 yards passing, 120 yards rushing, two more touchdowns passing, Joe. Now, look, the the competition has been as soft as it gets through two weeks. You're right. But, but if Lamar Jackson is going to rush for 70 or 80 yards in every game this season. He's going to be the number one player in all of fantasy football this year. Number one overall. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And and this is, you know, kind of like the discussion about, I understood people might wanting to take a shot and being aggressive on Lamar Jackson. I didn't quite understand that about Kyler Murray and Murray, you know, still getting some fantasy points here for sure. However, oh, he was great yesterday, Joe. Look, Kyler he was. Murray was great. He was great. And, but again, I think the risk factor there is just a little higher. That's all. Uh, but looking ahead too, when you're talking about the teams that they've got coming up now, they've got the Chiefs coming up, which, I mean, let's be honest, the Chiefs defense isn't great. I think they're going to struggle with Lamar Jackson. Uh, then they play the Browns. Then they play the Steelers, who, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what we think of the Steelers right now. Yeah, hard to then say. the Bengals. So, I mean, they've got some opportunities. I'll tell you what's going to be a hot game, man, is that 11-3 game against the Patriots. Uh, Patriots-Ravens on the 3rd of November. That's going to be a great game to watch for sure. And I'll tell you what, we talked last week a lot about Mark Andrews. I said Mark Andrews' floor is going to be very high every week because of the way this offense is going to run and Jackson's comfortability level with checking down and finding the open guy. And I think Andrews is going to be that guy. So people who are on him, I think you're going to be very happy with your 2019 returns. 
Yeah, I got him in two leagues. Didn't play him in either. Uh, so it may be time to start playing him. I'm just I'm fortunate to have good tight end options. I'm just not benching Vance McDonald. I like Vance McDonald, but yeah. But I don't I'm know, not, man. I think it's time. Game. I think you do that. I think well, you obviously now, Joe. Thank you, you know? very much. With no Ross, uh, yeah. it's an easy, well, easy call. But I think yeah. even this week it was an easy call. I really I would, do. Well, Vance McDonald had as many points as Andrews. I know, but I don't know. I just think <laughs> Andrews is. Yeah, but there's less options there. That's all I'm saying. Like that could have not gone your way is what I'm saying. Who are the options in Pittsburgh? Juju, Connor, Washington, Moncrief. There's so many other Washington and Moncrief. Did you just say what I'm saying is theoretically, I'm not saying Moncrief. Vance McDonald is the number two receiving option in Pittsburgh. Bottom line. Well, I think actually Rudolph helps him. Don't you think actually the Rudolph thing helps him? I don't know. No, I'm I'm, now I'm going to be on Andrews. But but when Roethlisberger's in there, I was I was in on Vance McDonald. Uh, Marquise Brown came through with about 15 points. So pretty good. Eight for 86 yesterday. Ingram yeah. was, a, was a dud, unfortunately. Uh, for Arizona, look, Kyler Murray was great. I saw that game. He was fantastic. He was he was targeting Kirk, which is a big boost for Kirk, I think, moving forward. Got to keep an eye on him. He was great. If anybody in some league caught him or something after last week, got to grab him because he was fantastic. Uh, Fitz was also very good. David Johnson, though, uh, saved his day with a touchdown. And I know that he's a RB one for a lot of people, Joe. But the thing for me that was curious was no target or uh, one or two targets, one reception for David Johnson. He did leave the game briefly with an arm injury and then came back. But David Johnson was a great uh, guy out of the backfield to catch passes. If he's not going to do that, that's going to zap a lot of his value this year. Well, they're changing how things run. And when Kirk and Fitzgerald are getting 19 targets between them, it's going to dry up a little bit for David Johnson. And let's not forget, you mentioned Kirk, but let's not forget Larry Fitzgerald double digit targets two weeks in a row. I'm telling you, the Larry Fitzgerald value is there. If you got him on the cheap uh, and he was everywhere on the cheap, the, the veteran that nobody wanted was Larry Fitzgerald. Let me tell you something. You're loving life right now because 100 yards, five catches, that's exactly what you want out of a uh, out of the, the value of like a wide receiver three, which is basically where you got him. Yeah. And listen, Murray against Baltimore. I got to give him a lot of credit. 349 passing yards. That's that's not easy Baltimore's to do. defense is not as good. Let's, um, let me just pump the brakes there. That defense is not what it was last year. All right. Well, look, just personnel play. wise, you can't well, take well, Suggs away. You can't take Mosley away and still be that good. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll see, but certainly they, uh, they came through in week one. They did not, uh, this past week against Arizona, but Dolphins, Dolphins, Dolphins everybody, you know, comes through. Come uh, 49ers, uh, beat the Bengals 41 to 17. This was just very simple. The 49ers just ran the ball right through Cincinnati, 249 rushing yards. Any of the running backs in San Francisco that were played in fantasy were stars. Brita was amazing. Mostert was phenomenal. Even Jeff Wilson got in the game and he scored a couple touchdowns. Uh, Debo Samuel was the best wide receiver there, but a lot of people cut Goodwin. He scored right away. Uh, look, 49ers got a hold of the Bengals, Joe. I think that's pretty much what it is. They played two teams back-to-back weeks that aren't very good, but give the Niners credit. They put up a ton of points two weeks in a row. And this is when you were all on. We talked about uh, should these teams be favored, and the Bengals were favored by two, I think, when we were talking about it. And you were all over this one. This was uh, Craig Mish special for sure. And well, they Mostert just... was the guy I'm all over. I don't know why no one picked him up in fantasy. I, I don't get it. He should have been I... the number one ad in all of fantasy leagues, but everyone's running to take tight ends and receivers. The running backs are always the commodity to get. It is always going to be that way. Right. And Mostert is not going to have this game every week, Joe. But if something well, should happen thing, to yeah. Brita... You have a phenomenal running back and you take that chance every day. That's what you got to do. And I think thing. that I think there were two things. It was the when's the eventual return of Tevin Coleman. How does that kind of ruin him or what's he going to do? Breed is still in front of him. So I think there were just not a lot of people on there. I don't think people realize there's going to be so much available. But Debo, to me, is the story. Five for 87 and a touchdown. But the seven targets, that's what I'm talking about. The seven targets there. That's what you wanted to see. George Kittle just targeted three times, though, yeah, too. Yeah. Again, the expectations were George Kittle with Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be amazing. Well, so far, 
it hasn't really come to fruition, but a great job by the 49ers. I don't care if it's teams that aren't very good. Winning two road games is winning two road games, and they did that, and I think that's very impressive. Yeah, another team, by the way, that if you had the over on their wins, seven and a half or eight, you're loving it. Two road wins. Two, I mean, monster, monster wins for them. Uh, Bengals now time to fade them. They're back down to earth. I don't know. I don't know, honestly, how they played with Seattle in that first week, but they should what they are yesterday. Although, I don't think Seattle's very good. <laughs> Se- Seattle just runs the ball so much that it's hard for them to break away from any team. They're going to play in a million close games this year. Yeah, so that's going to be a very tough one. If, to if they're a 10 point favorite over anyone, you take the road because they just they don't dominate like they used to, but they just keep running and running and running and and they run until it doesn't work. And then eventually Wilson pops for Lockett and that's it. That's that's pretty much the way it's been going. I like uh, that pops for Lockett. Well done. Yeah, uh, Dalton was great uh, again and going to be a hot pickup. I think this week to the 300 yards, two weeks in a row. Joe uh, Boyd was an absolute beast yesterday. Ten catches for him. Uh, Ross was very good, too, but Mixon was not. So the takeaway there is the Bengals are going to be trailing a lot. Mixon's probably in trouble in fantasy a little bit, but the receivers will be really good for Cincinnati. I think even when Green comes back, I really like the way Boyd played. Well, there's a lot of people also thinking that John Ross was a fluke. So yeah, I eight so. targets, mm-hmm. eight targets. And now look, one of them for the 66, that's what made the day. And catching the touchdown, that, that'll make your day. But that's what John Ross is. He's a burner. He's a guy that has that breakaway speed and... And that's the kind of flex play that you you want. Now, how it's all going to work out when AJ Green comes back, I don't know. But in the meantime, I know there's a lot of people that left John Ross on the waiver wire. I guarantee you in a lot of leagues, people just still didn't want to believe or pick him up. They're like, oh, you know what? I've seen this before. I've heard this noise. I'm not buying into it now. Now, since you didn't buy it on the cheap, you might have to pay a lot for it. And that's not fun. But I think Joe Mixon also, when you consider the fact that he's you know, also banged up coming into this game, too. I think expectations were low, so this might be a good opportunity to buy low on Mixon, too, just to kind of kick the tires there and see if he can get healthy and see if he can uh, maybe pry him away. More recaps coming up next. Fantasy Sports Today rolls on right after this. Made Sailors is the leading cleaning service in New York City and Boston. We service homes, offices, corporate apartments, and Airbnb turnarounds. Give us a call or a text at 212-299-5170 to book now. That's 212-299-5170. Use the promo code FNTSY for 15% off your first cleaning. For more information, go to MadeSailors.com. That's MadeSailors.com. Attention all authors. Page Publishing is looking for authors. Have you written a book and want to get it published? Page Publishing will get your book into bookstores and for sale online at Amazon, Apple iTunes, and other outlets. They handle all aspects of the publishing process for you. Printing, cover art, publicity, copyright, and editing. Call 800-292-8137 now for your free author submission kit. That's 800-292-8137 for your free author submission kit. Again, that's 800-292-8137. With Thermospa's unique built-in thermal filtration system, you simply fill it with a garden hose and your water stays crystal clear with very little maintenance. Right now, they're offering 0% APR financing with approved credit and a $1,250 savings coupon. Call Thermospas today at 800-603-6422 for your free DVD videos and brochure. That's 800-603-6422. Call 800-603-6422 today to take advantage of 0% APR financing. If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. 
Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners, everything is done to the highest standards possible. We understand what kind of investment owning a vehicle can be, so we do everything possible to help you protect it. We don't take shortcuts, and we never make concessions when it comes to quality. For everything from cargo liners to cleaning and detailing supplies to mud flaps and car covers, the one place you need to go is WeatherTech.com. So if you are familiar with our floor liners, just imagine how well the rest of our products will work for you. Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at WeatherTech.com or call 1-800-CARMATS. WeatherTech.com. Proudly made in America. The morning after. All you jackasses. Yeah, Lamar Jackson is the lowest SQ prop. Lamar Jackson, the lowest this. Lamar Jackson, the lowest that. And it's not the fantasy types, because a lot of fantasy types like Lamar Jackson. But the mainstream teams, like the Brinsons, the Priscos, the all of them, Baltimore is going to regress because Lamar Jackson can't throw a football. Lamar Jackson right now might be the MVP of the NFL. Weekdays, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on Sumo TV, Channel 719. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. And welcome back. This is Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish along with Joe Pizzapia. I hope you guys are having a good Monday. How was your weekend over at the uh, the FanDuel Sportsbook this weekend? It's good, man. I'll tell you what. The, the Sportsbook is a beautiful spot man i mean it is they've really went all out there it's beautiful area uh it's a great place to go and sit and get a table and watch all the games and hang out and go place your wagers and what have you but uh it was fun man it's fun i can't believe that second show they give me that desk all to myself i'm like uh like stephen colbert or john oliver or something (laughs) i got all this control this power it's it's really going to go into my head not gonna lie did you see sean over there over the weekend uh no, Mafia, just no he, he wasn't in no there. no no sean's not there no i guess sean's off on the weekends he's no uh, he's i think he's there i think he's there saturday i think he's there oh saturday. that's a, he's the college guy i see okay. yeah he's he's the college guy who can't pick a game for his life but yeah he is the college oh, guy. oh sure. man is a tough i mean is sean ever gonna i mean we go through these games sean and i on friday and we go uh-huh. through these and we go through these college games and Sean's a very intelligent guy, and he watches college football and he knows college football. So then I all, and I asked Sean, can you give me three or four picks against the spread? Sure. And here's how they sound. This team minus this, this team minus this, this team minus this, this team minus this. Then we get done, and I say, Sean, do you realize that there are upsets in college football? Okay? If you take favorites every single time, you are going to lose. No, 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 no. Okay, who do you like this week? Michigan State. <laughs> Listen to me. I am. I, there is no best better in the world that does not exist, and I will never claim to be that. I mean, I'm just trying to win more than I lose. But maybe, Sean, you will learn your lesson from the last two weeks of taking both Michigan teams minus twenty points. Mix yourself a little underdog in your favorites. You got to do it. This is the way football is, and football, Joe, in in fantasy is a little different. But in reality, in college and pro football. There are 11 guys on each side, and let me dumb it down as, as much as I can. There are th- there are two to three stars <laughs> if you are lucky on both sides of your team. Okay, so out of 11, there are two stars or three stars on one of your te- on on your offense, two or three stars on your defense in both college and pro. Probably now, look, New England has more. Okay, you know, so the best teams have more. That's the way it works. Right, like Alabama, and, and, and in, in like exactly like Alabama, like Clemson, but in general, in general. 
when you have so many guys that are average or below average and you're laying points in any sport, the odds are because the teams are so similar, there's such a good chance always for the underdog to cover and win. You got you got you have to play some underdogs. There's no question that teams are going to win by a lot when they're favored by a lot. It happens all the time. But if you're picking three or five games, three games, four games, five games, if you mix in no underdogs whatsoever, the public bets the favorites. This is what happens. They bet them up. This is why the lines inflate. You got to get in on dogs before the weekend. So I'm sorry to tear you apart there, Sean, but you know, you, you can't, <laughs> you, you can't just demand and say that you're right. Oh. And then, and then have this happen in the more, maybe I'm going to next week, I'm going to make him pick a dog. You're make him pick a, yeah. I, John, don't do take it. it personally. I think he's just filibustering because he hasn't wanted to let me talk about the Patriots anymore. Cause they're no, next no, no, on no, the we'll, docket. We'll, we'll, get to that. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. And I forced Sean had me on his show on Thursday. I forced him to pick an underdog. I'm like, you can, I'm not stopping the segment until, until you pick. And of course he takes like a plus one or something. Okay. Uh, back to the NFL here, Patriots and dolphins. Uh, yeah. The underdog was not a good pick here. 43 to nothing, the Patriots win. Antonio Brown had a great start, scored a touchdown, could have had another one, as Joe mentioned. Sony Michelle was good. Brady was great. Two touchdowns passing, and I love that little sneak in there to get, get some extra fantasy points. Uh, no Dolphin player can start in fantasy. This is a rarity, Joe. Going back decades now, you usually could find a guy on every fantasy team to at least flex out. I think Preston Williams comes the closest probably to this. Although I don't know, Kenny and Drake caught five balls. I mean, I don't know. I, I still say congratulations. Kenyon Drake so congratulations. You, you, you're you're a loser starting Kenyon Drake. No one won a league with Kenyon Drake starting yesterday. Find me one person who won a league. I'm not um, saying you're going to win a league, but I'm saying it's like if yeah, you're you, in a buy you or something like that, you, you might have to well, that's, well, okay. Well, let, when we get to the bye weeks, then this is a possibility. But until okay. then, you, you cannot start oh, any Dolphins true. player. Any Dolphins. In true. fact, I would say if you start their quarterback in a flex league, you are getting negative points. <laughs> well, look, it was a long day. I mean, the four picks between the two quarterbacks, they were sacked seven times between the two of them. I know everyone wants to talk about the score and they see the score is 43 and a lot of people just see that and go, oh, you know, whatever. But and I know it's the Dolphins, but I'm telling you, this Patriots defense is for real. And I drafted them everywhere this year because they were number one, a free defense. And number two, I don't think people realized how well they played down the stretch and in the playoffs last year. And they're a lot younger. It took them a little bit of time last year to kind of figure things out. They were much younger than any Belichick defense that he's had that I can ever remember. And I'm talking about even like Giants and Browns Belichick kind of era. Like usually he's always veterans. There's not a very veteran type defense. And looking at them now sort of coming of age, it's it's kind of scary. Kind of some of the pieces you're seeing here. Sony Michelle bouncing back, I think was huge. A lot of people a little worried after week one. Now they cannot be worried. Uh, I wonder too. If you're an Antonio Brown, Josh Gordon, you know, looking at both sides of that coin here, if you're a Josh Gordon owner, did all your Josh Gordon shares maybe go in the toilet now that Antonio Brown is there? Because, man, it looked like they wanted to get Antonio Brown the football. It looks that way. It does. It look. It looks that way. It's probably going to be Gordon as a, as a flex or wide receiver three. It feels like that. But again, this is Antonio Brown. So come Sunday, he could be suspended for the year. Like, like this is it's true. You do nothing. You do nothing and you wait. But uh, off the evidence of seeing what we saw yesterday, there is no question about it. But did they do that because he is going to be suspended? Who the bleep knows what this guy 
the most annoying conversation in all of fantasy to have all season long, and now having to worry about if he's going to play this week. Hopefully, <laughs> we'll get clarity on that today, supposedly, but we'll see. I don't know. Um, it doesn't sound like it's going in the negative direction of him not playing. I, I like would say, I would say that you've been probably wrong fifty times here, and just just say, let's see. Why don't you just right. say? Why don't you just <laughs> I say? Know. I keep saying evil genius, and he's, and, and he's on the Patriots, wrong, and, you, and, and, then he, and then he becomes an alleged rapist. So why don't we just wait to let this <laughs> we'll play say, out, Joe, right. before we say anything else about oh, this guy? What fun is that, Craig? Come well, on. Be, well because this, this is the worst story of all. Like it's it annoying. Like I, I mean, we have so I know many you hate great. It. I know, I, and I own the guy now in two leagues. Okay, and believe me, it is so annoying. Um, <laughs> I, I just I, I can't even begin to express having to worry about a guy's helmet and his feet and 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 allegations of rape. It's just a nightmare. It is. It's and for fantasy, it is a nightmare too because you go into Sunday like twelve thirty. Is he playing? Is he not playing? Who wants that? It's like the NBA and DFS. Who wants that? Okay, Packers and Vikings. This was a really interesting game. Packers go up 14 to nothing, Joe, in this one. It looks like they're going to put like 50 points on, on Minnesota. And then all of a sudden, they just shut down. Now, Devontae Adams bounced back. Aaron Jones had a good game. And, uh, and Aaron Rodgers scored two touchdowns in this one. But if you watch this game from start to finish, I came away thinking one thing. Dalvin Cook at the end of the year is going to be the number one running back in fantasy football. He looked phenomenal. 154 yards and a touchdown. Minnesota gave the game away. I don't, I mean, four. Kirk pa- Cousins gave the game away. Let's he be did, let's Four be offensive pass interference calls in this game. One where yeah. Diggs had a touchdown called back. Another one on Diggs. Another one on Thielen. It just ruined their fantasy days for sure. But although Diggs did catch a long touchdown. Uh, look, Cousins did give the game away, no doubt. Awful decision for him at the, in the back end. But And oh I God. rarely am going to uh, rip the refs for this one. But, Joe, four offensive pass interference calls by any team? Yeah. Like Especially that Dalvin Cook one where he's just trying to, you know, get out there and space. <laughs> weird, man. Like, the game is. is in Lambeau. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm not a conspiracy theorist like that, but. I watched this game closely because I had Minnesota in this one, and Minnesota, to me, looked like a team that could win. I'd be very careful with Green Bay uh, moving forward because they didn't... I don't know what happened, honestly. Like, we need to keep our foot off the pedal. That was the interview at halftime. They didn't do anything in the second half. Weird, man. Well, I'll tell you what. The the other takeaway, too, is you look at Aaron Rodgers and these stat lines you're getting from him now. You know, Aaron Rodgers that used to pay up for in fantasy was 320 yards and three touchdowns and all this stuff and this glowing stuff and him running all over the place. You know, Aaron Rodgers lines nowadays look like, you know, one touchdown, two touchdowns and 200 yards. And it's just a different player. I think you just have to kind of reprogram your brain a little bit. Aaron Jones bouncing back was huge, though, because I know there's a lot of people who took big chances on him and reached for him. And I'm one of those Aaron Jones supporters. I was confident he was bounced back, and he did. So that's a very positive thing to take away from here. I did not like seeing Geronimo Allison catch that touchdown. I'm an MVS guy, so that troubles me to say the least. But I think you're right about the Dalvin Cook scenario, too. If he does play 16 games, it's very, very possible that we're talking about him in that top four discussion coming into this year. Top and I'll tell you four. what. Who, who would you and, rather have right now moving forward than him? Well, now the problem is you're taking away Drew Brees potentially. So Alvin Kamara now is very up in the air. Cam Newton's play, obviously not great, but I don't think it's going to be bad enough to ruin CMC's value. But I'm still going to look at Barkley right now. I'm still going to look at Zeke. So still going to look at CMC. So Dalvin Cook is in that conversation without a doubt right now. But it's a long season. Let's see how it goes. Very He's impressive, though, out of the gate. Yeah, he's been hurt too, but but I would say that outside of uh, 
Barkley. Yeah, you're right about Barkley. But outside of Barkley, I think that I'd I'd want I Cook looked as good has looked as good as any running back that I've watched. And by the way, Green Bay's defense is much better this year than it was last year. But Vikings could have easily won this game and they could have easily covered if, right. that, if that guy didn't throw a pick in the back. That's a carryover from week one. That defense is not a joke. It was not All right, uh, one more game here. Uh, Lions and Chargers. Uh, you said that you liked the Lions a lot in this game. I could throw up watching this one. It was just <laughs> it was one of the worst games that I saw. Um, so what's my takeaway here? Uh, Carry on Johnson had a, a you know a salvageable game because he had a long touchdown there, so good for him. He's back on the map again. Uh, Galladay had a touchdown. He's been pretty good. Uh, Eckler to me is probably the biggest takeaway. He is a solid running back one in every league. Probably should have been a second round pick in fantasy without Gordon, but was not. And he's playing like the best one of the best running backs in fantasy. Twenty five points again. Gordon could just forget about this. I don't know. He's going to come back to do what? I'm not sure. Uh, and also a big injury for the Chargers. Another one, Joe, as they lost their safety, who replaced Derwin James in this one. So uh, I'll be fa- I'm happy the Lions won because I'll be fading them now. And the Chargers will eventually come back to being an underdog against someone, and that's when they shine. When when you think the Chargers are done and they're out of it, that's when they win. Anytime that they're a favorite, they usually never cover, and that's what happened in this one. Yeah, I agree with all those sentiments. Uh, Eckler's got to hold on to the football, though. Got to protect the football, especially in big spots. So that's where it shows up. And I keep saying the same thing. If you lose Hunter Henry, you lose Gordon, you lose James, you lose all these pieces, eventually it starts to matter. Phillip Rivers is a very capable veteran quarterback. I think we can all agree on that. But the Chargers also have a weird mental thing where games are supposed to win, they struggle with sometimes. And when they're the favorites, they kind of struggle. They play better, as you said, as a team that's kind of the underdog or team people give up on. And road non-conference games are difficult to win. And this is one that as you started to creep into that fourth quarter and you saw what the score was, I felt very confident that the Lions were going to be in this game and somehow find a way. And guess what? They did. And the Chargers have a lot of work to do. You can't go out there and score 10 and expect to win football games in the NFL. Not with that defense. Yeah, really, really bizarre how the Chargers can sometimes look so good and then fall completely apart like they did in a kind of pathetic performance, honestly. For them, for sure, and they'll take on the Houston Texans uh, this coming week, and you know, of course, they'll. Uh, I don't know what it would this line. will probably end up being even, maybe two by time minus two and a half. It feels like they'll be a favorite at home, but it won't be a lot. They have very little of a home field advantage. Okay, uh, what? Let's do this. We'll take a quick time out here on Fantasy Sports today. We'll have the best of our first hour coming up next. And then we'll come back for our second hour of the program. We'll touch on the Redskins and Cowboys, Bills and Giants, Colts and Titans. Could be some news coming down there as well. You're listening to Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish along with Joe Pizzapia. And we'll be right back with our best of and then hour number two right after this. This is Michael David from Seattle. I'm 51 years old, and six months ago, I started taking Andro 400 to increase my testosterone. Since then, I've lost 35 pounds of fat, and my waist went from size 38 to size 32. I have more energy, and I look and feel 20 years younger. And now, my wife tells me I have to take Andro 400. Hi, this is Ron Johnson from Utah. After 10 weeks of taking Andro 400, I lost 13 pounds, and my waist went from 36 to 33. That was eight years ago. 
I continue to take Androphonor and I've maintained my weight at 172. Gained muscle and energy. I'm 63 now and feel better than I have in 30 years. Andro 400, the natural way to increase testosterone, lose belly fat, gain energy, and feel great. Try Andro 400, the safe, effective, affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. 888-400-0435. Were you scammed into signing a timeshare contract? And did you miss the part that said you have to pay for your great idea. Not only for the rest of your life, but when you're not here anymore, you get to pass this turkey onto your family for them to pay for the rest of their lives. Thanks, Dad. Don't burden your family down the road and don't be stuck with expensive timeshare payments forever. Get out of your bad idea, timeshare contract guaranteed or pay nothing. Call Resort Release today and learn for free how their timeshare exit team can help you legally exit your timeshare contract. They've helped thousands of people and and they're A-plus rated with a BBB. So if you feel scammed, get mad, and get out of your expensive timeshare contract right now, guaranteed. Call N-O-W. 800-804-7060. 800-804-7060. That's 800-804-7060. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 network today. We'll get them off your back. 800-961-3631 Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. As we wrap up the first hour of the show, here's what you missed. Lamar Jackson, I said that he wouldn't get five touchdowns in his next two games combined. I'll probably be wrong there. He's arguably the number one player in all of fantasy football this year. 272 yards passing, 120 yards rushing, two more touchdowns passing, Joe. Now, look, the the competition has been as soft as it gets through two weeks. You're right. But, But if Lamar Jackson is going to rush for 70 or 80 yards in every game this season. He's going to be the number one player in all of fantasy football this year. Number one overall. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And and this is, you know, kind of like the discussion about, I understood people might wanting to take a shot and being aggressive on Lamar Jackson. I didn't quite understand that about Kyler Murray and Murray, you know, still getting some fantasy points there for sure. However, oh, he was great yesterday, Joe. Kyler he was. Murray was great. He was great. And, but again, I think the risk factor there is just a little higher. That's all. Uh, But looking ahead too, when you're talking about the teams that they've got coming up now, they've got the Chiefs coming up, which 
I mean, let's be honest. The Chiefs defense isn't great. I think they're going to struggle with Lamar Jackson. Uh, then they play the Browns. Then they play the Steelers, who I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what we think of the Steelers right now. Yeah, hard to then say. the Bengals. So, I mean, they've got some opportunities. I'll tell you what's going to be a hot game, man, is that 11-3 game against the Patriots. Uh, Patriots-Ravens on the 3rd of November. That's going to be a great game to watch for sure. And I'll tell you what. We talked last week a lot about Mark Andrews. I said Mark Andrews' floor is going to be very high every week because of the way this offense is going to run and Jackson's comfortability level with checking down and finding the open guy and i think andrews is going to be that guy so people who are on him i think you're going to be very happy with your 2019 returns 